1: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, however you choose to identify, welcome to Biscuits, colon a hockey podcast, episode 41, Maybe? 42? Do you know what episode we're on, Sean? I don't. know. Yeah. We're in our early early 40s. Trust me, you get to the early 40s, you lose track. Yeah, like the air, the years don't matter anymore. It's just yeah, it's just 40-ish. The years start coming and they don't stop coming. You know, uh, head to the rules and you hit the ground running. Uh, did it make sense not to live for fun? Uh, your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. <sighs> I'm Dave Lozo. That was, I, yeah. That was profound. Yeah, the, the Dallas Stars ruined me with that. Smash Mouth night they had at the arena that was that was devastating to my mind even though I wasn't even there Did you see that I didn't was this like oh. did they take you up on your Theme music night. Well, yeah, they didn't steal my idea or anything. They apparently they've done this before but yeah, they they when they play Nashville Apparently uh, that guy whose name I don't know I want to say something Gruber his name's like tweet Groobs on Twitter Decided to play Smash Mouth's All Star at every single stoppage during the game against Nashville, and I couldn't figure out why. I couldn't figure out what the why they were trolling Nashville or if they were even trolling their own fans. But Nashville, Smashville, Smash Mouth—that was the bit, and apparently Let's it was see. it was well received. Wow, yeah. that seems like a that
0: seems like a long way to go to troll like no <laughs> twenty twenty hockey players, <laughs>
1: but you're also trolling your own twenty plus like eighteen thousand fans. Like you're in the building and you're like, this is pretty funny. And then like the next whistle, ah, oh, they did it again. Next whistle, um, is it possible the DJ died and he just fell? He just collapsed <laughs> on the on the CD player, face first, right on the button. Just yeah, yeah. It, it's constantly playing, but like somehow it turns off when the puck drops. Like, all right, so two and a half hours of Smash Mouth's. Oh, hey now, you're an all star. Get your game on. Go wow. and play. How would the game turn out? Do we know? I believe Dallas won in a shootout. And then after the game, oh, wow. yeah. so they got like extra smash mouth. <laughs> yeah, they, I think they played it during every single Nashville Predators attempt. They just like now shooting Philip Forsberg. Hey, now you're an all star. Get your game on go. And then they just couldn't possibly compete with that. That was that was a win. I think the the, the DJ earned the Dallas Stars a point that night. Well. Wow. Yeah, that was the game before Christmas, and as you know, as I know, we get to enjoy three days off because there is no hockey between the 24th and the 26th. But there's other sports. There's the NBA. The NBA kind of owns Christmas. The way the football schedule fell this year, there's NFL games. There's two of them. I don't think either one was really that good. If I remember correctly, I was kind of I was out of it because of fantasy football, so I didn't care anymore. But there's no hockey. How do you personally? I I like not having to go cover games. I don't want to see like my friends in hockey have to go cover games, but I I do understand that maybe part of the reason why the NFL and the NBA do so well is they put their players out there when there's a captive audience and people can't go anywhere and they watch the sport and hockey doesn't do that. And I don't know, I I can, I can, in this journalistic age where we got to hear both sides on everything, I can kind of hear both sides on this argument. Yeah. I I mean,
0: you're right. Like it, it would, suck to have to go and cover yeah like especially if you're like a beat guy and you got to go on the road yeah um but that's i mean that's a few dozen people i don't think you know the typical fan really
1: yeah no one cares cares
0: very much about that but uh, yeah i you know there's there's a part of me that says yeah get get a couple of games
1: on christmas day i'd stay away from christmas eve uh, yeah, Christmas but, Eve is when people most people I think do stuff. That's when most of my Christmas Eve yeah. stuff happens. So yeah, exactly.
0: Christmas Eve is that even if you don't have anything going on, you kind of feel like you should be, I don't know, doing something other than yeah. sitting and watching <laughs> watching TV. Whereas like Christmas Day is that kind of okay. Let's uh, you know, let's let's uh, find something that we can all kind of sit around and just veg out and and watch. And I mean the the problem the NHL would have is that they would get absolutely crushed by the NBA
1: yeah. in the ratings, in the,
0: in the U.S. It would just, uh, you know, so I would, but I mean, am I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not a big, I don't follow the NBA all that much, but my understanding is like, doesn't the NBA kind of, Put its real big time marquee games on in the afternoon, and then they keep
1: going into the evening. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it was it was Sixers Knicks to start the day, and that game was decent to the last like two or three minutes. But then the Warriors played the Cavs in the next game, and I don't remember what else happened that day. I don't know if that's like a strategic yeah. thing, like maybe if the best game sometimes is at eight, or maybe it's not. I don't know. But is is well, I mean, well, I think well, if like everybody. Uh, New, like sometimes you you don't necessarily know what games are going to
0: be the best ones, but everybody would have known Cavs and Warriors was your your marquee game that you could do, and I think they put that one at like three o'clock. So,
1: so would the like compromise just, be like Montreal Toronto if it's just a, if you feel like America is never going to cut through the NBA, would you just do like a Montreal Toronto game or something? Like or I, f- Edmonton, I feel like you Cogger. could do, I feel
0: like you could do an American game in the evening, like as as counter programming or whatever. I don't think you want to necessarily try to make it a marquee thing because you'll just get stomped. Yeah, But, you know, throw one out there, you, you know, and, and then, yeah, some, some Canadian. I don't, in Canada, it's, it's kind of weird because we like our thing over the holidays is, and, and we'll talk about this yeah, in a bit, but it's it's the world juniors, right? Yeah. Like which starts on boxing day. And yeah. so that's kind of our, like everybody gather around the TV and watch hockey holiday tradition and i guess the nhl maybe would would make the point that they have bailed on christmas but they have to some extent kind of taken ownership of of new year's day mm-hmm. with the winter classic
1: yeah i mean which they, they still get crushed which by is, college
0: football though you know they're still- they do but at least and, and you know and if the nfl you know if the sunday falls on uh on on January first, the NHL yeah, doesn't even try. They just right. bail and, and do it on the <laughs> second. So but you know that that's kinda their their sort of tent pole winter holiday thing. So I don't know, maybe maybe it works out okay. I mean there's there's part of me, like the fan part of me wouldn't mind having a having a game to watch. The writer part of me is perfectly content to Yeah. To get get yeah, a few yeah. days off, but I could I could see I could see why fans and you know it's probably also not bad for marketing, bro. Right? You wake up Christmas morning. Oh, look at this! I got an envelope from Santa. Oh, we got tickets to the big yeah. There you go. That's another good bins, point. Too. Whoever game and you know that's yeah. Good, you know, little little Johnny is going to the game tonight. So I,
1: yeah, I don't know. I I think I would be for it as bad as it would be for me potentially and other people just. I don't know. I heard, yeah. I heard J.J. Redick complaining after the, the, the Sixers game about how he hates having to play on Christmas. He said, like, the quote was something like, and for the 10th year in a row, I just want to state that it's unfair that we have to play on Christmas, so I want to spend Christmas with my family. And I so loathe the people that say things like, when a player, you know, loses or whatever, oh, yeah, why don't you go cry into your, you know, $52 million? Like, yeah, but it's yeah. more than that. But at the same time, like... JJ, man, like you, you do make like 20 million bucks a year. Like there are people that work on Christmas besides athletes. Like there's, you know, the waiters service industry, airlines, travel people, like people have to work. Like, it's not like the entire world shuts down on Christmas. Like you have to yeah. work on Christmas. It sucks, but you don't have yeah, to work on Christmas nobody, Eve.
0: Nobody's going to have sympathy for the yeah, players. Cause effort. I know,
1: cause they don't have, like,
0: I remember a few years ago, remember when the, when Ron Wilson announced his contract extension yes. on Christmas morning uh, and and several people in the Toronto media sort of complain cuz it cuz it was a sort of I guess the deal had been done for a while and he just chose to do it on Christmas and they're like oh you know people are literally getting phone calls on Christmas day saying you got to go down to the the rink and cover this story rather than be yeah, with your family and that's fucked up and i, I know some people and yeah, i think that that was a nice. valid complaint yeah but there was like no sympathy like people were just like you yeah. know yeah. we had no time for oh, any cares. sympathy for for media guys missing out on on family time so i'm i'm pretty sure they're not i mean i people like hockey players a lot more than they like hockey media but <laughs> i the, the sympathy to like a multi-million dollar hockey player who uh who, who has to be away for christmas every now and then i mean it would be tough on the Blackhawks, yeah. because they would have to play every single year, of course, multiple times on Christmas, right? Like once Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, and then again Christmas night. It, it would just be
1: Blackhawk games. The third game would be Blackhawks versus Ice Hogs, just in a charity event that they would they would Maybe. do somewhere in Illinois. Maybe at Soldier Field, and it would just raise money for yeah. like the Salvation Army or some sort of Christmassy charity and. Jonathan Hayes would be like, "This is a really special day. Um, you know, it's a really good chance <laughs> to get out here and and, and be with family yeah. and friends at the at the rink." It's and the
0: NHL would be like, "Let's do a whole let's do a whole Christmas theme marketing campaign around Patrick Kane." <laughs> Delicious and like Duncan Keith's like, "You guys sure you don't want to maybe somebody else on this team could be? I mean, Mark and they're like, like, no. Brent Seabrook's we're been here in. for a
1: while. No, nothing. All right, we're okay. all in on Patrick Kane as the face of." Oh ho, ho ho. Welcome to Christmas hockey. And he's in a Santa suit. I want to tell yeah. the boys and girls and mommies and daddies all over the... No, no. Stop it. Stop it. No, you down. don't. Stop it.
0: No, you don't. Uh, and I do like every Patrick Kane ad how he like he kind of like has he's like 80% into it, but you can tell there's like 20% of him
1: that even he realizes that they shouldn't be doing this and like he just keeps showing up and uh, he's like they're, they're eventually going to yeah. know to not do this anymore right all right we're rolling all right i'll do it again fine go to nhl.com and make sure you pick up all the latest <laughs> toys and gifts for your family i'm patrick kane and, and i'm yep. not i'm not a good person you know who's a good person sean is 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 christopher letang as, as pierre Maguire yes. calls him or chris as the rest of the world calls him and apparently this is breaking news to me on the way over here because much the way you weren't aware of the huge news of the Dallas Stars playing Smash Mouth for two and a half hours, I was unaware of this you know, smaller smaller story about the Penguins potentially trading Chris Letang to solve their problems. Why? Yes. Why? Why? Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Well,
0: I mean, this—and and
1: we don't want to oversell
0: it. This is just a rumor that's, that's been going around that Chris Letang could potentially— It's definitely going to happen. —be on the block. It's guaranteed. Uh, guaranteed he's to happen. He's, he's gone. He's gone already. I don't know where the the idea here is that obviously penguins have won two straight stanley cups uh but this year just for whatever reason like they're not they're they're not gaining any traction like i think we all through the first month even two months were kind of like yeah it's the penguins they're just they're a veteran team they've figured out how to kind of bide their time and but they you know we're into almost january and they're still uh you know kind of on the fringe of the wild card race and i think Jim Rutherford understands that this, you know, we've seen this happen to teams. You know, we saw last year with the Lightning. We, we've seen it happen to other teams where good teams just have those years where it just never clicks together, and next thing you know, you've you know, you've missed the playoffs. And I think he correctly figures that you've you know, windows to win championships in the NHL can can be short, and he should be maximizing every chance he gets with this Crosby Malkin core. And so the question becomes: What do you do? How do you how do you shake this up and turn it around? And you in tra- recent years, you
1: trade one of the five or ten best defensemen in hockey for two forwards. That's that's the plan. Well, yeah,
0: I mean that's you know he's he's made a bunch of like fringe moves. He's made the you know he made a couple of trades right before Michael the holiday Layton. freeze.
1: How dare you insult Michael Layton by calling him <laughs> a fringe player, my friend? That's Michael Layton. Show some respect. That is Stanley Cup finalist. Stanley Michael Cup Layton. finalist Michael Layton. Ah.
0: Oh. Uh, so he's done that. He's—I mean, you, the the last few times they've been in this situation in Pittsburgh, they fired the coach, and it's worked both times. They fired the coach mid-season and then go on and win the Stanley Cup. But I can't—I mean, you can't possibly even start down that road with a guy who's got two rings in two years. So then it comes down to you know do you make a bigger trade and and who? I mean, obviously you're you're never going to move Crosby. You're not going to move Malkin. Kessel would no. maybe be a guy you could move, but that I mean, part of your problem is you don't have enough kind of up front in the top six, top nine forwards. He's your leading scorer, so it's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And and you know, as we've we've seen what he's done in the playoffs the last two years, so I don't know how you you necessarily make that move. So it by default it kind of ends up being Chris Latang, the guy who a you could presumably get a lot for and B, you've at least seen that you can win a Stanley Cup without the guy because they, they did it last year in the in the playoff run. Uh, and, I mean, we always hear about how there's just no... You, you. How many teams say that they need that workhorse clear-cut number one defenseman, but we always hear about how you just can't get those guys. You either have one that you drafted and developed or, or you'll you're 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 stuck because those guys never get traded here's a guy that in theory might get traded and you know who's who's lining up to get him how much can you get for him who's gonna uh, you know who's gonna make the big move if he was available or do you look at it through the other lens and say here's a guy who's been through his career Lots of injuries, medical situations. Mm -hmm. He's got a seven-plus million dollar cap hit for the next. I want to say three or I I think three or four more years after this. Is you know, is this a guy that you talk yourself out of very quickly if you're a team that's that's looking to add a
1: defenseman potentially? Well, what what do you think they would have to get for it to make sense for the Penguins? They probably need either a really good top six winger or like a center who is normally a top six center that they can put on a third line plus like a yeah. top four defenseman to replace the well, Tang in some way that's a lot like who the, has the that rumor sc- that
0: was out there was was that they'd be looking for two top six or top nine
1: forwards oh they wouldn't they wouldn't maybe, even want maybe a
0: center or wing
1: not even a defenseman you're right you, you assume
0: they would yeah. want a defenseman back but but again you know they they did it last year with
1: without him what if Um, they traded for ekman larson and like one like youngish coyotes forward who's about to get like a raise in arbitration or because he's going to be qualified and he's no longer on the entry level deal like what about one of those like uh, i don't
0: think i think ekman larson would would have higher trade value than chris letang
1: really on his own like i don't think oh. you do that trade well he's ekman larson's he a ufa after Larson. this year right or next year i always forget after next year he's oh. in that cross oh, and yeah. no then forget it yeah i thought he was a ufa after oh. this year like a rental then you get plus him in a forward but no that doesn't make any sense yeah. yeah that's a hard man like if you're the penguins and you're making that trade and you want to get better it feels like it feels like the Penguins are like a married couple, and they're and they their things are going bad. They're not getting along. The marriage is a disaster, and their idea to fix it is to have a kid. Like that's gonna solve <laughs> that's gonna solve everything for the Penguins is getting rid of Chris Letang. Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna fix the entire. And they're only two points out of the wild card. I mean, there's oh well, yeah, that's it. Like they, they, one
0: one good week, and they're back in. We should yeah, also point yeah. out I, I think the other thing is is Chris Letang is currently hurt, so it's not like the freeze is going to lift, and we're gonna get a blockbuster trade dropped on us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> But I mean, it's, it's interesting because the one, you know, and I'm, I'm going to kind of do that stereotypical Canadian media thing. Uh, whenever a big player goes on the trade block, but you look at the Maple Leafs. Of course who, you have to. Who, who <laughs> we've been, we've heard for years, right? Need that number one all purpose defenseman that Norris caliber guy. Uh Latang even shoots right. And and if you follow Mike Babcock, you know that like he's adamant about having the the right mix of right and left guys. So we um you know, in theory, the Leafs don't just need a number one defenseman, they need a number one right-handed defenseman. Um, they certainly have lots of forward depth that they could uh that they could move. They've got s- so many forwards that they've got, you know, the guys like Kasperi Kapanen, who's not even playing because he can't crack the lineup
1: uh that's that's all clogged up with uh with top nine forwards so is what you're saying it is let be le, a fit. Le, le, le tank for let's hang for marner is that what you're saying right now on this podcast are you breaking the news is, is that i gotta i gotta
0: check i can't i it, marner had briefly replaced nailender as the guy who was in every trade rumor but i feel like like marner had a couple of good games before the deadline so it might be it yeah. might be back. To,
1: yeah, he to scored like five like, goals against stupid Scott Darling who continues to make me look <laughs> bad with every appearance. We're at a point now where I'm sitting there going, like, I see the score of the game and it's like Carolina 3, whoever won in the third period. And I'm like, oh, I guess Cam Ward started. Like, that's where I'm at now where I just know when Scott Darling doesn't play. It's so
0: depressing. That's a bad place where, yeah. <sighs> God. Where you're you're just assuming that Cam Ward is the guy. Yeah. He's, so, yeah, he's, I don't know. I mean, what, you know, what happens if you're the least? Is this, you know, that... One of the kind of ongoing subplots for the least the last few years has been like, what do you do with James Van Riemsdyk, who is a free agent at the mm, end of
1: this year? Yeah, that's a good point.
0: You know, that seems yeah. like the sort of guy that, uh, that the Penguins would, uh, would you know, a, a clear-cut top six guy. Hainsey and Van Riemsdyk, huh? That Hainsey kid, I feel like he could fit
1: in. He's a he's he a former Penguin legend. Oh man, I'm 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 starting to come around because because I still think the Penguins need it's, a guy. I don't think they have a guy who's like a healthy scratch when when Latang is playing that can just jump in when they once they make yeah. the trade. They traded Dumoulin. They need something they back.
0: They do need somebody back. I don't know. Mike Babcock loves his veteran guys, so I feel like Hainsy's fallen into that uh, yeah that category where they did like they would do something. See, stupid move a younger guy say, but you know, and these are, <sighs> these two teams hooked up on the Kessel trade. So there's clearly some, uh, you know, the, the lines of communication are already there. So, you know, and, and again, like I, as a Leafs fan, I hear that, I hear Chris Letang's available. I go, Oh, we could get Chris Letang. And then I just immediately start talking myself out of it. <laughs> why? Look at like, why? Cause well, I mean, cause he's, cause of the health history, the fact he's 30, you know, what if his, play drops off what if it you know he's you're on the hook for uh you know big cap hit and we all know the Leafs got you know that one or two year window where before matthews and everyone get their extensions and then it goes you know then your cap gets really tight but what
1: well, would you rather have Latang now or would you rather wait here and make a push for drew dowdy for probably way more money than seven million though like yeah if if, well, if if the theory is that you have to get the number one defenseman do you do this or do you do you wait and pay a little more for an older guy. Yeah. Or
0: for, for a guy that, for a guy that, you know, and you know, let's, let's assume that, you know, Chris Letang has a clean bill of health as far as the major stuff. I mean, I, I don't, I'm, it's, I mean, some of the stuff with him, I mean, he had guy had had a stroke. I don't even know right. how that figures into your future uh, you know, your future health. If there's, if there's a risk of, of going down that road again, but uh, You know, if if you can center a deal around James Van Riemsdyk, who's already going to be leaving at the end of this year, presumably as a free agent, or re-signing for a contract that's going to be most of, of what Latang already makes, you know, it would take more than that to get the deal done. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Talking you yourself can, into it. Knock uh, yourself into it, right? Because yeah. you do that, then you get to either... <laughs> You either get to pair them up with with one of Riley or Gardner, or or bump those guys down, and then you know because like Morgan Riley's having a really good season. I I feel like there is there's this kind of undercurrent among Leaf fans where whenever you talk about the need for that number one Norris caliber guy, that says like maybe they already have that. Not that Riley or Gardner are going to win a Norris, but that you know they already have a clear number one, maybe even a couple guys who could fill that role, but then. Like, yeah, you know, especially Jake Gardner goes out and has one of his Jake Gardner games, and you go, "Oh, right, okay, that's that's not."
1: Like my thing has always been, they don't need the number one; they need like they just need better defensemen overall. Like they're just still well, so. That's I mean, yeah. How many if 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 the Leafs went out and got Chris Letang,
0: and let's assume they don't, you know, they they don't move Riley or Gardner in the deal? How many teams have a better top three? defenseman than Latang, riley gardner like there's that's definitely a top three you can contend the bottom three is the issue with. when you have roman polak out there running uh, around and taking well penalties but the, and... even the bottom three i mean you know i don't know I, I think we we already if we if hainsey's in the deal then okay but if not you've got hainsey you got you know carrots is yeah. still okay yeah. but yeah polak's another one of those guys that that babcock kind of seem well he seems to kind of fall in and out of love with that guy and because he he wasn't in the lineup for a little while but and plus you uh, know then and then you go and add a guy at the trade deadline go get go spend a third round pick on somebody to come in and be your number six
1: people people forget that this was supposed to be like last year the Leafs were ahead of schedule they weren't supposed to be a playoff team that could push the Caps into a tough playoff series they were supposed to be the pain pain what happened to the pain like right now the Leafs are better than they were last year for sure but I don't think there should be pressure to have to do something huge or splashy, maybe next year, but now, I mean. No, but see the thing with the Leafs, you're right. Like the, the as far as the,
0: you know, when, when the window opens, like it's, it's you kind of open the now. case that the window is like, yeah. it's opening. now. but it doesn't, you know, it's going to be open for a long time. The thing with the Leafs. So has always been the cap, right? Like they, they made, when they made that Dion Phaneuf trade with the senators which I still can't believe they pulled off. They they structured it so that as of this season, like all the salary they took on was gone. Like they took a bunch of bad contracts from the senators, but they're all gone. And so now they've got this year and they've got next year before the extensions kick in. Like they need, they need Neilander needs an extension for next season, but Marner and Matthews don't get theirs until the year after. So the thinking suddenly was wait, even if, even if, you know, the, the young core is not as good as it's going to be right now. You've got an opportunity now, salary-wise, to to add some things and and really take a run at this early. Uh, but, I don't know, Letang doesn't necessarily fit that because ideally you'd be talking about bringing in somebody on a big big contract that had two years left
1: and then you could walk away from if you needed the space. So maybe trade for ekman Larson. Maybe that's the play. I, 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 I love how we've turned this Latang discussion into into Sean's Maple Leaf Stanley Cup Fantasy Hour. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget though they 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 uh, the Coyotes
0: say that they will never trade Oliver Ekman Larson, and they've said that for mm-hmm. a lot of years. Yeah. And they've they've not only my, my all time favorite because I mean we've talked about teams that like just declare guys untouchable and just slam the door on it before it even gets off the ground my my favorite though was with the coyotes two years ago when they didn't even have a gm right like this they were between g general managers and the owner was asked about some rumor that probably originated out of canada probably originated out of toronto that would the coyotes trade ekman larson for in a deal for the number one overall pick that the Lisa just won in the lottery, which of course was going to be Austin Matthews on Arizona, like the yeah. only Arizona hockey star that has ever, or will ever come into the <laughs> NHL. And the, uh, the, uh, the, the coyotes owner, not only did he shoot the deal down, but he was like adamant that it was the dumbest idea he had ever heard. And he made it like, he was like we would never trade Ekman Larson we would never uh you know we would never uh do do anything like that and whoever whoever's up there in Canada whatever they're smoking whatever they're I I need to get some of that because they're crazy and you look back like two years
1: later you're like yeah guys was that the right track like are you are you that was stupid back then never mind now like that was a stupid thing that I would never trade Ekman Larson the uh, really Austin Matthews wouldn't, wouldn't be okay in Arizona right now.
0: Like you're glad you slammed the door and and like, to be clear, the Leafs weren't going to make that trade. Yeah, the Leafs, like not. it's not, but yeah, it's just, you know, like, yeah, really that wasn't a road you even wanted to go down. The, the one and only superstar <laughs> that local kid that you're ever going to have an opportunity to market. I mean, I know, I know they're already beating the doors down to sell tickets in in Arizona already, but uh yeah.
1: I mean, they can't fit any more people in the building at this point, so they may as well yeah, just yeah, not I mean, just, make that move. Yeah. It's a yeah. fire hazard so, to, you know. to get Austin Matthews. They'd be like, people would be climbing up the side of the building. There'd be injuries. You just, you know, it's hockey fever in, in Glendale, Phoenix, wherever they are. Exactly. It's, so it's who am control. I?
0: Who am I to tell Coyotes ownership
1: what to do? They clearly have a
0: handle on all this stuff. But yeah, that that just time and and. You know, I didn't say anything because I didn't know that Austin Matthews was going to be good yet. But now that, uh, in hindsight, I can I can spike the football retroactively for for not agreeing to the made up fake trade that got floated by by the
1: Canadian media. Well, on that note, we're going to take a little short break here for a for a mid show ad. And we're back. Biscuits, colon, a hockey podcast. Zach Ronaldo. Yeah. You, you kind of forgot he was in the NHL because he's he's not an NHL player, but then you remember he's not really on an NHL team. And then uh, before the break, he did the most Christmassy holiday spirit thing you can do. He, he checked Nathan McKinnon at center ice. Totally legal hit, good hit, solid hit. And then a uh, new Colorado defenseman, Samuel Gerrard, not to be confused with the Sam Gerard of The Fugitive, who tracked down Richard Kimball and proved his innocence. We're talking about the young defenseman. Skated over to perhaps confront Zach Ronaldo, because that happens after clean hits in the NHL. But mm-hmm. before anything could really happen, uh, Zach Ronaldo dropped his gloves and absolutely dummied him with one punch. And now, as of the time we're doing this, he is facing a what would have been an in-person hearing but I'm pretty sure Zach Ronaldo is not allowed on commercial flights so he could possibly come to New York he's on no-fly list so um I, I saw like a lot of um like a lot of people were pretty convinced Zach Ronaldo a scumbag and all that sort of stuff and I kind of lean that way too but Paul Bissonnette, who is the Coyotes radio guy former player not not averse to punching people in the face was making the case that once Gerard skated over to him it was all fair game but and I understand the argument that like if after a hit if a guy comes over to you chances are that guy wants to stick up for his teammate and all that sort of stuff but I watched the video so many times and it just looks like Sam Gerard isn't even looking at Zach Ronaldo people said like he went over there realized it was Ronaldo and then you know chickened out or turned away I think he knew it was Ronaldo the whole time but sometimes when guys go over to guys after hits like that they're not they're not looking to fight every single time. It's not a guaranteed like ding, ding, let's go. And, you know, Ronaldo just, he seemed like a guy that was just super afraid of getting hit and just wanted to get the first punch in immediately. And he hit a guy in the face that wasn't looking. That's, that's my, that's my two cents, Sean. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And like, I get like, I get the, the, the Bissonnette defense uh, that it may be, depending on what angle you're looking at, it maybe looks like he's skating over to confront him. It also maybe looks like he's just kind of following the play and trying to go around him. Um, I get why Zach Ronaldo might just assume mm-hmm. that uh, that he's coming after him because again, this is the NHL these days. Every every hit, clean or otherwise, has to draw somebody in. But even if you take the most charitable view of it, and you say that he thought Gerard was coming to fight him. Like, dude, you're you're Zach Ronaldo. You've been right. in dozens of fights in your career. This is Sam Gerard coming towards you. E- even if he's coming to fight you, let the guy, let the kid get his gloves off. Like, have you just hit their guy? If if someone else is coming to, to, to do the so called honorable thing and honor the code by sticking up for his teammate, honor the code back by at least letting the kid get his gloves off. Before you pummel him, which we all know is would be the result of that fight, right. Ten times out of ten, right? You don't need to start throwing sucker punches before the kid can even get his gloves off. Um, you know, if if anything, you know, the code would usually dictate that if it's a total mismatch like that, that you know, you maybe maybe go easy on, maybe land a couple, and you know, wrestle him down to the ice and say, okay, you know, good try, and and head off to the penalty box. You don't just Dummy the guy before he's he's even he's, uh, he's not
1: even squared off with him. He, it's, he didn't like bump no. him and then like stare him down and like you know whatever. Yeah. He didn't jump him. He didn't do anything. He just skated past him.
0: Yeah, if you're if you're KOing a guy who still has his gloves on in the NHL, you've screwed up. Unless it was like a, re- it would have to be a really weird set of circumstances. And and then you know on top of that, the fact that this is Zach Ronaldo. This is a guy who's got you know he's he's got a long. Uh, you know, a, a long track record of suspensions, more more games missed due to suspension than points that he's that he's ever scored in the NHL. <laughs> he's That's Exactly the kind of player, unfortunately for him, that if the NHL was looking to send a message, and uh, you know, if they were looking for an easy case where you can you can come down hard on a guy, like this is it. It's presented right in front of them. And and like you said, they're doing the hearing maybe even right now as we're recording this. Probably by the time people hear this, we'll have heard what the suspension is. But it's, you know, presumably gonna be a big one, uh, at, at least five games because they offered him an in-person hearing and more likely double digits.
1: It's just, you know what? I have I've put so much faith in, in John Jake's ability to build a team. And when he went out and got Zach Ronaldo, I just assumed he saw something in the analytics that, that showed he could be a a top nine player on that, on that team. And you know what, to just have my heart broken again by a guy who has not improved the team one iota since he's gotten there. I I see that more as
0: you're, you're John Chaka. You're the kind of new age analytics guy. At least that's how you've been presented. You got the old school people, probably some still in the organization. And this is the bone that you throw them like, all right, I'm going to go get, a uh you know if i don't even know if i you you say enforcer anymore but somebody who who kind of fits that mold there's your old school player and uh yeah this is this is what you get as a result what do you think what's your prediction on the suspension
1: um I don't know. Like I could like 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 Biz kind of laid out Ronaldo's defense on the phone call, and I'm trying to imagine what that defense would do in that room with Paros and those guys. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess what the NHL will do is give him eight games. I think it should be more, but I'm trying to yeah. guess what they're gonna do. I think it'll be eight because I don't know ten. ten eh. I th- see. I think it's gonna be more. I think it's gonna be. I I would.
0: I'll say twelve.
1: Yeah, you're... I'll
0: say twelve, and then if they come down ten, we'll both get to be right. Well, but technically, I, like, I win
1: I... because you went over. I just want to point out that I win the oh, prices. The... We're always doing the prices right. What other oh, rules did, did we say, use?
0: Can I say nine?
1: <laughs> I revise my <laughs> eight point one games, and it's gonna be it's gonna be six, and we're both gonna lose, and none of us are gonna get the yeah. showcase. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Uh... I don't know. Like, but, what, what was the last thing like, he I was don't... suspended for? Like, what was the last time he got a thing? I, I should have looked uh, this up before we started going. He's, in. uh,
0: I mean, it was a few years cause he wasn't even in the league last year. Uh, he had, I think he had like a, uh, like a, a check to the head
1: was his last one. And he got like five. So games. It's, so it's... technically he's not a repeat offender in their eyes. Right. That's how it works. Well, he, but
0: you gotta story. remember like the way it works is repeat offender. Like it counts, but it doesn't only it. A repeat offender, you know, but as defined by the CBA where it's like, I think 18 months, that only applies to how they handled the the fines. Like whether you miss only the game checks or whether you miss the days in between and, and that as far as how they judge him, they're allowed to consider his whole history. Like they don't, they they don't have to go in and pretend that they don't know that he's been suspended a bunch of times. They're, they're allowed to do that. It just, mm-hmm. he, he won't be considered a repeat offender by the letter of the CBA, if, if he doesn't fall within the 18 months, but they're still allowed to say, dude, you've, you know, you've been down this road before and we've, you know, we've, we've seen you here before. Um, I don't think like, I don't think it's going to be like a Rafi Torres situation, which some people seem to think this is going to be one of these, like, just, you know, suspend them the rest of the season, send the really big message. Like Rafi Torres, Matt Cook, those guys, were kind of at a different level as far as how often and and with Torres at least it was it was the same thing over and over again like it was the same type of hit and they eventually just you know for all intents and purposes basically kicked him out of the league and and I don't think Ronaldo's at that stage but you know I think whether you know wh- whether it's it's a good or a bad thing we all know that when when you see a star player do something in this league that might normally warrant a, a suspension a lot of times it doesn't come down that way or it comes down being less than you would think because they're, they're a star and it's hard to suspend a star player. It's, it's not hard to defend or to suspend Zach Ronaldo. Like there's even, even the coyotes, I don't think if they're, if they're right. being honest, would really <laughs> defend them all. I and mean, go ahead, you know, put them, put them out for 20 games. That's not going to, you know, it's not going to cost them a single point in the standings and it, and it might actually help them. So I, I think it's, this is the flip side of that where when when a fourth liner comes along and you've got a you've got a, a department of player safety that is very often criticized for not being harsh enough, this is an opportunity for them to to really, you know, score some points and send a message. And I don't think I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're gonna go completely over the top on it and and just throw, you know, throw this guy to the wolves and you know, so that they get some good PR. I'm not suggesting that. But I think in terms of benefit of the doubt, he's he's going to get little, if any, uh, from from this group, and I think it'll be yeah, I am gonna say double digits.
1: I just think Gerard's not seriously hurt, right? So that they'll that'll they'll use that. Yeah. They'll use that. Plus that is part of it. And plus like i I feel like when player safety has um like the Racco Gudis thing where he's clearly trying to decapitate um Matthew Perot. And they side with the whole. Well, he was just trying to bring his stick down on top of his stick, and it just blah blah. Like I feel like the player safety looks for ways out of suspending guys for longer than they should. And I just I feel like that mm-hmm. that biz defense that I completely disagree with. I just I could see them I could see them clinging to that and just giving him, even though it's Zach Ronaldo and giving him yeah. fewer games. But but see, it, that's
0: yeah. I well, guess yeah. That'll be the question, especially Peros, like having been in that situation before. I do wonder though if there's going to be a point in that in that hearing, you know, either officially or unofficially, where Peros is like, "Dude, I I fought a hundred times in this league. I never sucker punched a guy who had his gloves still on."
1: Or he might and, say, as a fighter, I understand the instinct when someone comes over to you after a hit like that. So I'm gonna, like, I can, I don't know. I just, I, I have. No
0: I can, I, I think you can understand the instinct, but it's also like, you know, dude, I had that instinct every time I saw someone coming at me. I never once dropped my gloves and caved in a guy's head
1: before he even had a chance to uh, yeah. to protect himself. I hope it's ten. So, I hope it's ten. I, I I'm gonna guess eight. Eight's my final guess. All right. I'll
0: I'll, I'll stick with my twelve, and I'll uh, even even under, prices right rules. I uh, I still feel like uh, I could I come out okay. All
1: right. Uh, what do we got left here? We got like about twenty minutes we do, left.
0: We got uh, we we do have a lot of good reader questions so we'll we'll get to those but we should probably you know what we can kind of combine two topics which is the world juniors have started
1: yay and you've also
0: got the winter classic mm. on monday and and the, the the overlap between them is that there's actually an outdoor game as part of the world juniors is there this weekend? Really? There is on Friday. USA Team USA and Team Canada are playing outdoors in Buffalo. Uh oh, that's and, cool. And I gotta be honest, I'm looking forward to that outdoor game more than I'm looking forward to Monday's game, which also features Buffalo in, in in the Sabres. Sabres against the Rangers. And I to give you an idea how excited I am for this outdoor game, up until a few weeks ago I thought this game was in Buffalo. <laughs>
1: What, wait, the Ranger game? Yeah, <laughs> like the Rangers and are ever going to play, play an outdoor game? That's that's not. Well, I guess they. Well, I really, mean, in my so defense, cool. Never mind. The, the Buffalo Sabers are the home team. I know, <laughs> in this game because
0: of, because of the whole Madison Square Garden's lease technicality, where the Rangers can play outdoor games in New York, but they always have to be. Yeah, like technically the listed. Devils and and Island, the
1: Devils and Islanders games were both the same exact way. They were they were yeah, played Yankee as Yankee Stadium.
0: Yankee Stadium, but the Rangers are the away team. So uh, I don't know. I wonder like I wonder is it a thing that they always have to play like other New York State teams? Like are they just going inching further and further away? Are we gonna get to a point where it's like Rangers against Kings? And it's a, and it's the a Kings, Kings owned team. Like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh yeah, we've got uh I don't know, like I don't know if it's outdoor game fatigue, I don't know if it's the fact that the Sabres are just not good this year or if it's the fact that the Rangers are only marginally good. But I I can't remember a Winter Classic where I I was I had this little excitement for it.
1: I I live here and I completely forgot until yesterday until um someone in the Rangers PR department sends out um like emails about Ranger schedule for the week, you know, upcoming game previews. And they sent out a Winter Classic schedule of events when all the stuff's going to happen. And I was like, oh, right, right, the outdoor game. I forgot about that. I I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really realize. And, like, one of the first things is, like, a, a photo op with, like, an NHL content vice president or something. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I want to go to the that's what I I go to I, Queens for.
0: I love those lists. I love how there's always somebody planting a tree somewhere, too. There's always, like... <laughs> They make Jack <laughs> will come and like pick up a shovel and pose for a photo where they plant a tree as some sort of green it's symbolic initiative. Oh, yeah, the green uh, initiative. I mean, I, guess, yeah. I mean, and it'll be interesting to see how it does ratings-wise. I mean, it'll it'll do great in Buffalo. Buffalo is still one of the best TV markets in the States. I know people think of Buffalo as like a smaller market, and in terms of population it is, but TV wise, like that's why the Sabres, even when they're bad, are always on. NBC and and because they're they're pretty much guaranteed to do good ratings but uh, I just I mean part of me it just feels like and I know they plan these things out in advance but it, it just it's it's like too soon to put the Sabres back in the spotlight I, I feel like if they had waited another year or two they would have had the potential to to do a bigger like I I mean a Leaf Sabres outdoor game in Buffalo would be amazing because Leaf fans would flood the border like they did in Detroit and that that rivalry in a couple years when both teams are good is going to be phenomenal because the two fan bases hate each like it's a great underrated rivalry um, and you know if if you wait a couple years but i don't know maybe we've been waiting a couple years in the sabres so long maybe they just figure they need to pull the trigger now but uh I don't know. I don't. I don't sense a ton of buzz on this one. Let's just put it that
1: way. Yeah, I. I, I remember people were saying that about the Caps Blackhawks one. And I didn't get it, and then I then the ratings were the lowest ratings of any Winter Classic ever. But yeah. here's here are the here are the bowl games that that the Winter Classics up against. Monday, January first at noon, you have unranked Michigan playing South Carolina. Twelve thirty, the Outback Bowl. Or no, that was the Outback Bowl. This is the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. You have undefeated 12th-ranked Central Florida against 7th-ranked Auburn, the team that may have been screwed out of the, uh, well, I guess maybe Ohio State was screwed more, but whatever, who cares. And then at 1 o'clock, like, here's here's the issue for me. At 1 o'clock, it's Notre Dame versus LSU. And the Rangers have gotten better since the start of the season, so it's not as though it's these two bum teams playing. The Rangers are playing pretty good the last month plus, two months probably. But there are people who live here they're all white dudes. They all have the last name of like McCormick or Riley. They didn't go to Notre Dame, but they they love the crap out of Notre Dame, Sean. And mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to take precedence, but those people in their homes with their TVs is the, the guy who likes to pretend he went to Notre Dame watching the Notre Dame bowl game yeah. at 1 o'clock or a crummy Rangers-Sabers game, which is probably going to go to intermission right when the Notre Dame game is starting. I, I wonder mm-hmm. how that's going to work, but... What, what well, and the
0: other thing is like, this is the winter classic, right? This is supposed to be the one time that the NHL isn't just worried about local ratings. Like they always put out these press releases, Hey, record ratings. And then you're like, really? And then you look and it's like, yeah, in Nashville, we had the record ratings. Well, yeah. Cause the Nashville predators are in the, right. the final, but this is supposed to be your one chance to like put your best foot forward in front of a national audience. And I mean, I, I mean, I, I can't sit here and complain that they do the, the same three or four teams every year. And then, I guess hit them too hard for for taking a chance that the Sabers would would be in a better spot and be a little bit more marketable. And obviously, you know Jack Eichel, the American, uh, the the American star, is a guy that uh, you should be starting to make a marketing push around. But it's just, uh,
1: I thought they would be good this year. Know. I, I kind of i can I can see I where did. they thought the Sabers might take a step forward this year, and it was worth the risk. I didn't think they'd be this bad, so I can't kill the mm-hmm. NHL for that, but. Um, the the World Juniors is is it still U.S. Canada? Are they, or is, or I don't know if it's still. Is that even the thing? Is that like the the are they the that's, two? I, I watched for like two seconds yesterday, and like the United States yeah. was just pulling apart Denmark, like, like like they were like they were turkey yeah. bones. Like just it was like four nothing ten minutes in. I don't know how anybody watches yeah. the tournament. I don't get it.
0: It's well, I mean, it's that, that's the thing, right? It's oh. it's like there's there's six good teams that could conceivably win, and and even that's kind of maybe stretching it, and then the tournament's bigger than that. So you always start off with like, the, the teams get a few Oof. quote unquote easy games and. Uh, Great and, Danes, and, more like bad yeah. Danes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So US and Canada are are probably the co-favorites, but there, there's, a, I mean, Russia could win. Uh, Sweden could win. Uh, so it's, 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 it is a, uh, it's, it's a tournament that's, it's definitely, you know, more suspense around who's going to win then. Uh, the olympics or the the world cup these days where where canada doesn't uh doesn't dominate to quite the same extent and the fact that the games in buffalo they're they're obviously like this th- there's been some concern there's not like the attendance hasn't been great so far especially for the canadian games i think they were hoping more canadians would come down and uh to watch those games but i think maybe if the problem if it even is a problem is the outdoor game has gotten like is is has gotten so much attention that if you're going to go down for a game that's the one you're going to mm-hmm. you're going to make sure you get to go see uh yeah so yeah anyways i i'm 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 more excited for the 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 Friday World Junior out there cuz they've never done anything remotely like this and and you know it is it's a game that that actually counts in the standings and it's USA and Canada so it basically decides who wins the group and who gets the easier path and they can still play in the gold medal game down the road but it's a it's a big meaningful game. I mean, it's probably a more meaningful game than oh yeah than sure. the Sabers and Rangers is. So I'm I'm sort of uh, I'm I'm more interested in in seeing that one.
1: Do you want to do you want to do you want me to like become super hardcore into the WJC just so we can have arguments on the podcast that people will like talk about and tweet about? Like I'll be super pro US. I'll be like Canada sucks. I I love Riley Ulet. He's awesome. <laughs> or
0: yeah, something. We should do. We'll do that for well. But this time next week, I'll I'll know whether this is one of the years where Canada's good or not, because that determines (laughs) how much all Canadians care about the tournament. So, yeah, we'll we'll check back by by next week. We'll be able to know whether we need to to argue too much and and whether I need to come prepared with a list of Canadian eligible Canadian players who are currently in the NHL that would clearly be on the team and we would clearly be winning the gold medal if it wasn't for. If Skyler, NHL. if
1: Skyler and Riley and Wake weren't hurt, Canada would have won. Yeah. They got hurt in their if WAHL of, games. We had
0: all of our best Kales, we would be. Kales. <laughs> we would be. I think we've got a defense pairing that's like both guys are named Kale, but it's spelled differently. So it's that's that's very Canadian hockey
1: right there. Wait, it's A-L-E and what's the other one? A-I-L. I think one's a C and one's a K. Oh my God. Yeah. Dave, Dave and Sean, like, see, I see, I bring this up once in a while, but like Dave and Sean are like Jebediah to like young people back when, you know what I mean? Like, like we have the old people yeah. names now, like no one's named Dave anymore. I have like the most biblical no. common name ever. And no one under the age of 40 has my name anymore. God. That's kale.
0: right. You gotta make way for the Cadens and the
1: Jadens and Cadens. <laughs> my daughter Hayden my son Caden my other son Jaden and
0: they... my other son Jaden spelled differently than the other Jaden last... if you're Canadian like if you're from especially western Canada you can hear that difference and you'd be like oh no I got it
1: Jaden with a soft g no I heard all right you want to you want to do the reader want to do the reader question see if we got any Jadens in here let's... any Cadens?
0: yeah let's see if anyone we
1: just accidentally insulted um this question is from Jaden. No. Uh let's see. What what there was a good question about Gary Bettman. I think someone deleted it. I was I you know what I always prepare these and then people people delete when I go back to the biscuits account. I'm like, where's that good question? And then they delete it. What was it? Because there's a couple here. Be- I have one Bettman, bearded Wilson, uh who goes by Man in the Beard. This guy is very much committed to the beard. He wants people to know he's got a beard. But his question's good. If all pro hockey were to adopt one set of rules, which would you prefer, NHL or international? I'd like international. I think. I think I like. If, if we're assuming, See, is there really the, one
0: completely standard set of international
1: rules? Like, well, I mean, it's I feel if, like there's some. If it's like Olympic, so, what rules, do you, get, so you get wider, wider rinks, wider rinks, no trapezoid, 3-2-1 point system. No trapezoid. I, don't, I but I, I know the studies say that wider rink doesn't necessarily you know, lead to more scoring, but it doesn't. It, it doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. Like European. People people look at the Olympics and they're like, look at all the extra space.
0: Yeah, look at watch regular European pro hockey. It's it's if anything, it's even worse. It, it the defense is terrible. So that that wouldn't wouldn't help. But yeah, the, see the one problem if we're actually doing international rules, we're gonna get shootouts in the playoffs.
1: So uh... to me, that's that's
0: a non-starter. You got to go NHL. Just I'll take I'll take hundred trapezoids over. A so, shootout in the playoffs, but it, not it's not hundred trapezoids.
1: Hundred trapezoids would be too many. There's no, but, nobody touching the puck in certain zones.
0: Yeah, he's got to triangulate every single. <laughs> wait a second, Jimmy, you you're a forward.
1: Come back here and touch the puck. I can't do it. No, 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 no. Technically, defenseman can touch it,
0: but
1: not. <laughs> All right, so I guess uh, yeah, maybe you're well. If the shootout. All right. If you get rid of that, because if, if the shootouts only for the championship game, right? Like if it's a best of three and you go to overtime and well, two,
0: it, you never know. That's the weird. Every international tournament, like it goes to, so, and then you gotta just wait and find out. Like, what's are they gonna keep playing hockey? You gotta like, there's that moment at the end of the third period where you, you watch the players to see if they're leaving. Because if they're leaving, that means you get twenty minutes of overtime, and if they're sticking around, it means you get a shorter overtime or or right to the shootout and um. But yeah, they they do they have shootouts in in playoff games and that's that's a no that's a no go.
1: Okay, this question has basically been asked by like three people in various ways, so I'll just throw it out there and not really credit it to anybody. Does Ken Holland suck? Should he be fired? And should the Red Wings trade Peter Mrazek for a pick to to get the yeah? The people, people really. You know what's in the, on my other podcast that you know I know you love to talk about. No one asks us. No one asks us anything about Ken Holland. Like this is the Ken Holland hate yeah. podcast, and I think, I think this is his we've last got year. so
0: much senator stuff, and then today we did so much saber stuff. People just assume that we're like the podcast of crappy Atlantic Division teams. <laughs> so Detroit fans are like, I'm in. He's, I've found my people. <laughs>
1: There's no lightning talk on this pot. No, never, never. No. Why would we do that? Why would we waste your time? No, th-
0: like, yeah, well, I mean, somebody sent in a question where they said, or, yeah, the Noid. The Noid, yeah, yeah, the Noid. Oh, the Noid
1: 69-420. Is this you, Dave? <laughs> is that you? He has a Simpsons avatar. That's the one thing that, that shows it's not me. Okay. All right. He, Yeah, like he says...
0: If you're the Red Wings, if you get a trade offer right now, Marasik for a, sec, a 20, 2018 second round draft pick, do you do it now or wait to the dead? You do that immediately. Mm-hmm. You can get a second round pick for a goalie that you don't even really seem to want, who's not presumably going to be part of your uh, plans going forward. Yeah, you definitely take that. As far as Ken Holland, I think what you do is you wait till the end of the year and you kick Ken Holland upstairs. You you do what. What the Flyers did with Holmgren, what the Devils tried to do with Lamorello, and did for a little while—like you just go to him and say, "Ken, we need some new blood. Please accept this role as president of hockey operations, and you know, with lots of money and and all that sort of thing. But we're going to bring someone else in and uh, and hand over the reins. I don't think you you necess- i don't think you want to keep Ken Holland running the show. But I do think after 20 years and multiple Stanley Cups. You don't want to be in a situation where you have to fire a guy and you know have him have him
1: leave on those terms Jason Brown and his in his big hat and his avatar wants to know if either of you were commissioner for a day but could only make one rule change what would it be and the rule change can't be by bar Gary Bettman from the NHL Yes,
0: my rule change can't be that I wish for more rule changes <laughs>
1: My, real, my my, my, my wish is a billion dollars of the $4 billion Gary Bettman talks about. And then I can leave.
0: Yes. That's it. That'd be nice. Give me the money. I, I mean, this my, my real change changes is, is you fix the standings. I think that's, I would do that even before I would make the nets bigger. That would be my oh, second thing. Yeah. But I would, I would fix this. Like it, the standings are so stupid and so indefensible right now and have such a crappy impact on how games are played especially down the stretch when you should be putting your most exciting product on the table um yeah i i would i would fix the standings and i know there's people out there going yeah but parody fixing Mm -hmm. the standings would have no impact on parody whatsoever getting rid of the loser point going three two one or whatever you want to do would have no impact at all on the actual parody the parody is caused by the salary cap it's not caused by the standings Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Brian Burke is lying to you when he says teams are going to be out of the playoffs by December. December. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Uh, and, and uh, fans are smart enough to understand that if you went to a three, two, one system that, you know, if you were you know, now you're going to be nine points back instead of six points back. Like I, people aren't going to go, oh nine points. Well, we're definitely out. And I'm you not know, going not to understand games. that. I'm not going to pay yeah. for
1: tickets anymore. They'll still yeah. go. So
0: Mike's my- the standings. Number one, then make the nets bigger number 2 if if i get a second uh, second option uh, and, and then from there
1: and uh i'll close it out by saying get rid of offside i hate offside there's too many whistles of- all, together. all together you can you can you can drift back and you can you can you could set up a screen on the goaltender on a slap shot from inside your own zone if you wanted to that's i it, and it's, it's not so much for the free flowing portion of the game it's just there are too many whistles, man. Like, there, like, there's too many stoppages during the course of a game that needs to be, needs to have flow and needs just, to have rhythm. It's just too much, yeah. man.
0: See, the only th- the thing I would miss about offsides is like, I'm like my my old school hockey brain. Whenever someone suggests that, like, I immediately go, "No, we need offsides," and then I can't really think of reasons why. <laughs> I don't. It's just been I, there I, forever. That's all it is. I my only thing is what I would miss is not. The offsides on the way in, but I like the the idea of the team trying to clear the puck out. You know, the idea that if they can get it out over the blue line, then you got to circle back. So I wonder if there's some way that you could,
1: you can do like, no offsides
0: on the entry, but then once the puck comes out, you've got to clear, and then you can come back in once you've cleared without waiting for the puck. Um, but I just, you know, the, the, the guy blocking a shot and then diving to knock the puck out over the blue line so that, you know, like, I, I like that element of it. Mm-hmm. um I, I could do certainly without the skate being a millimeter in the air on yeah, the way in
1: like it's just like the, like that like it's it's one of those things the NHL does where they have like this could be a thing they do because they have the shootout everybody hates the shootout do they get rid of the shootout no they just give you three on three instead but you mm-hmm. want to just get rid of the shootout then no 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 no, no. You, gotta, you gotta you gotta you gotta do all right fine we'll leave the stupid thing there maybe these offside reviews will open the nhl's eyes to the premise that offside is pointless and dumb and we can get rid of it and if we get rid of offside we can get rid of offside reviews and that's less that again that's more things that aren't going to be s- slowed down it's i i just i just hate stoppages mm-hmm. in the games i just hate it it drives me insane but like there's nothing worse than when you're at a game and you see a guy getting ready to crank up a shot, and you know the defenseman's going to put his stick in the lane, and the puck's going to go in the netting. And you just immediately yep. look down at your computer, and you are like, "Here is another thirty seconds to wait around for a line change and all this stuff." It's just there needs to be mm-hmm. less of that. So one offside, two play the puck off the netting, and then this way your whistles are icing puck in the bench, puck out of play where the netting isn't there, and you know yeah. covering the puck just just speed, keep the game going. speed it along. Yeah, you know
0: another rule that somebody I heard suggest once that has kind of grown on me over time because it sounds it sounds bizarre when you first say it but somebody once suggested no no line changes in between whistles (laughs) all line changes only on the fly so you know you you just there's a there's a you know goalie makes the save great get the puck and let's go like we don't stand around with guys going off and on you got to make your changes and and if you did that you'd have to like you probably have to go to like three timeouts and you know for situations where the the players were exhausted and the you know you you'd, you'd have to do something but for the most part you just you know keep the game going man like let's and you know obviously you'd have commercial breaks still but uh you know rather than the referee standing there with his hand up while guys make their way on and off just keep playing just keep going
1: hmm. That's interesting.
0: See, you had the same reaction I did, right? At first, you're like, what? And then it's like...
1: Oh, well, no, when you first said it, I I, I had it backwards in my mind where you, it was the other way around. And I'm just like, wait, oh, no. how, I was like, how do they get off the... Wait, no, that doesn't make... Oh, See, that would be fun. Oh, you yeah. just got to like... You know, that that would be your red zone moment for, you know... <laughs> we have a 12-minute shift going on and. Drew, Drew Doughty is vomiting at center ice. He has skated for seven straight <laughs> minutes and he's Aren't not getting down. I was
0: making a move for the puck. He is going to attempt...
1: No, he's down. He's down again. <laughs> and the goalies are just standing there like, what are you What are you guys? I, I do this for 60 minutes every night. Why are you guys all tired? Come on, Seriously? get up, get up. All right. Well, I believe we have run our course for this episode, whatever number it is. Let's we'll say 41. I'm going to guess 41 and hope that's right at the end. Uh, thanks for the reading. Thanks for the listening. Uh, hit us up at Vice Biscuits if you want to interact, if you want to ask us some questions. Go to the iTunes. Rate us really highly and um, read our stuff. Me and Sean have yeah. done a best of 2017 that will definitely be up by the time That's you great. hear this. It's got it's got some It's gonna be on Vice, on Vice Sports. We picked the, what do we do, 20? 20 yeah. best okay. and worst. Well, 10 and 10 action. Oh did so we did we did we sign our names to each thing? I just realized that when I sent I it I did I put your I put your oh, name thanks. on things. Sorry to give you that stupid work to do. I just realized oh. it as we were talking right now. I'm <laughs> like, "Wait, how does anyone get to know if I'm making the joke or if you?" So yeah, check that out and uh we'll be back next week after the New Year. So go out, get drunk, don't drive home, uh have a good time and uh, I guess we'll see you then. Yeah, enjoy the Winter Classic and uh we'll be back next week. Go USA. Go Canada. <laughs>
0: 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work.
1: Shopify.com work. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance.